Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Roy Swart, father of seven, MIT graduate, active engineer in the high-tech industry, and most importantly, bought and paid for bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our mission here at the Ambassadors Forum is to equip you to be able to better understand and defend your faith by thinking biblically. It's the same way Jesus did it. I have a dear friend of mine in the studio with me again for a second show. Brian Overholt was blessed to have been raised in a Christian home and to have served in several leadership roles in various Christian ministries and churches over the years. He also has a background in graphic design and IT technology support, but his real passion is studying and teaching apologetics. He and his wife, Becky, of 17 years, have four children, and he recently became the content director for our Ambassadors Forum Ministry. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. And welcome to the ministry. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) We're glad to have you. Well, you and I had the privilege about a year ago to drive down to Corbin and meet with some of the Worldview Academy leadership and talk with them about apologetics and what our ministry was doing here in Portland. And I know that that trip had a significant impact on you. Take us back to then and explain what was going on in your head and your heart, just how God has used the last 12 months or so to to bring you to where you are today. An important piece of context is that when uh, when I heard that you were going down to visit the guys at Worldview Academy, I was really motivated to approach you and say, hey, can I tag along? (laughs) In large part because I had gone to Worldview Academy as a youth myself the very first year that they were open, I believe in 95 or 96. And I loved it so much I went back twice. And so when I heard you were going to talk with those guys, it was near and dear to my heart. Mm. And uh, I was really excited that there was the possibility that Worldview Academy and the Ambassadors Forum might be doing some things together. And so I asked if I could tag along. And it was a great visit. I got to see a lot of the old guys who, Bill Jack, who was there teaching when I was a youth and just talking with Mike Shutt and just about their ministry philosophy. And then you shared a lot about the Ambassadors Forum and our ministries really aligned in so many ways. It was just a a wonderful conversation. But it really brought back for me some things. One of the things that I loved about Worldview Academy was the fact that after this week-long drink from a fire hose, learning all about worldview and apologetics, defending the Christian faith, and just how to do that graciously and tactfully with people, the last day of the week, they would actually take you out to a university campus. Cool. And you would go and just strike up conversations with college students, which was more than a little bit intimidating (laughs) as a high school kid. It was really positive. They had equipped us well enough that by the time we got out there, we had some really good conversations, productive conversations uh, with some of those college students. And that was inspiring to me. Mm. And so just bringing all that back to mind Mm. last year on our visit, it just made me realize that a lot of the apologetics work that I had been doing in my own ministry, some of the things I'd been teaching at church and studying, and I had just done a talk for 
the Ambassadors Forum, one of their Friday forums. Right, right. I really loved the work that I was doing, but it made me realize that one of the pieces that I was missing in a lot of that ministry was just getting out and talking to people. Mm. I was doing a lot to right. equip the right. saints around me, which is important, and that has to continue. And I wasn't really equipping people very intentionally to actually go out and have these conversations, right. seek right. them out. Right. And so I kind of left that meeting with Worldview Academy with this idea in my head that I need to start some kind of an apologetics ministry that focuses more on that aspect. How right. do you get out there and start conversations with people right. wherever you're at? Right, right. Yeah, I think that's an important aspect of my own journey into apologetics was it had to be practical. Mm -hmm. Like if, if I just, you know, went home and took an apologetics test online and was like, whoa, I got like a way better score than last time because I know a bunch of stuff. That right. would have been like, oh, dude, what a waste of time that was. Right. So, but, you know, what really spurred me on was having conversations with people and seeing the confusion, sometimes the despair in their eyes would like God even out there, like none of this stuff makes sense to me. And, you know, does he even talk about this anywhere in the Bible? And, and just being able to equip people yeah. and see them change from kind of confusion, hopelessness, despair to conviction and confidence and, you know, curiosity and joy. It's just like, wow, th that was like the biggest payoff ever yeah. was seeing real transformation um, because of something that, you know, I was able to do. So where does the story go from there? You kind of, <laughs> sounds like God, you know, put this burning, you know, in your soul to go do more and to say, hey, you know, get more involved in this. Right. I was so excited about the idea of getting some people together to prepare ourselves to go out and have conversations with people and just train in essence and yeah, and yeah. going out and having conversations being part of the training i had a small opportunity to do that for a short period of time here at my church and uh, i told them look these conversations that we're going out to have with strangers this is not the performance this is still part of the training <laughs> you know you don't know this person you're going to walk away from this conversation and who knows where things will go for sure. that person yeah. at the end this is your opportunity to train for the opportunity, the moment when a neighbor or a family yeah, member yeah, yeah. or a coworker, somebody you really care about who's yeah, in your life long yeah. term, and you have the chance to share Christ with them, that maybe you'll be just a little bit less nervous because you've done this five or six times already with total strangers when it didn't really matter as much to you personally because you don't have that long-term relationship with this person that you just met today. So I got saved right before I went to college. I went home on like a summer break or something like that. Stay with my aunt and uncle mm -hmm. and he's not a Christian. And I'm just like, you know, I'd only been a Christian for like a year and I'm just like, you know, all Jesus all the time. Like, woo, and just like anybody all the time, just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So I go there and I tell him, hey, you know, I'm a Christian now and it, Jesus changed my life. I was kind of expecting him to be like, man, Roy, that's so awesome. Like, you know, I want to become a Christian and let's do Jesus together and, you know, heaven forever and woohoo. Yeah. And he just kind of was like, yeah, well, 
You know, what about all those Christians in Africa who never got a Bible or never heard about Jesus? What do you do about those guys? Hmm. And I remember as a brand new Christian full of zeal, zero biblical knowledge, Yeah, I'm just like, holy cow, he might have just uncovered <laughs> the, the thing that's going to take Christianity down. Because like, that's such a good point. And I remember going home, feeling defeated, and just reading the Bible and reading the Bible and reading the Bible. This is before internet, before cell phones. I read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, and it literally captured my attention for years, mm. years. And I look back at that, and I'm like, man, if somebody would have just come alongside me, I didn't have any mentors, no nothing in my life, you know, Christian-wise like that, would have just come alongside me and said, man, Roy, that, <laughs> that, that, that's been a lo- around a long time. It's not a bad question. There's some really good answers, and here's what the Bible says about this. Right. It would have really made a huge difference in my life. So I, I, I love that focus of this has got to be something that makes Christians feel confident and equipped when they're in just normal life with people that they love who have hard questions. That story is a great example because however long it took, you went back to somebody who knew more than you or you went back to God's word. You eventually discovered the truth, the answer to your uncle's objection was. And if you were to go back and have that same conversation again with him or with somebody else, you're a little bit more confident because you know what the answer is to that. You've explored it for yourself. You have a good grasp of it now. And that's a big part of what's happening here. When we open ourselves up to have these conversations, most of my time in high school or early on in college after Worldview Academy, I wasn't going out and evangelizing people on college campuses yeah, on right, by right, myself right, on my own. Right, right. I became more of a keyboard warrior, you know, <laughs> where I tried to have these kinds of conversations with my friends on Facebook and right, and so right, on. Right. And for me, that was hugely uh, developmental. It really grew me. You were honing your skills Absolutely. in those conversations. Because yeah. they raised all kinds of things that I had never thought of. And every time I had to go back to the drawing board and figure out, okay, wow, that was a really good question. What is the answer to that? And over time, I developed this massive knowledge base, not because I had just sat and studied, you know, all isolated, but because I had been out talking with people. Right, you were in the fight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that more than anything really helps us to develop and just to deepen the roots of our faith when we have those kinds of conversations. And so we did that for a short period at my church. There were a few people that we got together. We went out to the mall and tried to talk with people at the mall. It was pretty good. Uh, We only were able to go just the one time. And ultimately, after that, there was not going to be any room in the ministry schedule at the church, at least, to keep it going. And so I was getting increasingly frustrated, maybe a little bit depressed, because I felt like this was was a non-negotiable calling. I had to do this. So now I'm like, okay— you know, how do I keep this ministry going from my living room, you know, or (laughs) ultimately that was going to be really difficult, really hard to pull off. Wasn't sure where I was going to go, keep that ministry going. 
And uh, that was about the time that we talked with you, my wife and I, we approached you and just said, hey, would you pray for us? And (laughs) we're just trying to decide what our direction should be with this desire that we have for ministry. And about a week or two after that conversation, that's when you came and visited us in my living room (laughs) and let us know that, hey, you know, the Ambassadors Forum is looking to hire somebody. Yeah. Little did you know that God was working on all kinds of things in the background and probably all things that I don't still don't know about because in the end it's his will yeah he's accomplishing his will and his purposes and so he says hey you know what brian i've been preparing you Mm -hmm. for this role to go into full-time ministry with apologetics and i put that you know burden that desire that call on you so that it would just sit there and simmer until you're like okay god let's do this yeah and so it's super exciting to have you on staff full time and pushing the ministry forward because if all you have is volunteers in a ministry, it can be tough to get, you know, momentum and consistency. And so, absolutely, you know, the blessing of being able to, you know, start adding some full time staff and it's just awesome. You know, it's God's blessing and it's God's confirmation that, hey, I'm, I'm working in this and I'm going to supply and provide and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, super cool, super cool. Well, I know one of the things that has continued to keep me sharp in my own apologetics experience is the fact that I'm totally immersed in the world all the time. Mm. You know, my workplace, my friendships with people outside, people in the community and uh, my neighborhood and all this kind of stuff. And I think that's one of the things that I've heard a lot of people, the more we've got into the apologetic scene, the more I've heard like, hey, the way you do this is, you know, you can sort of be in the Bush Leagues by just reading your Bible and having conversations. But if you really want to take it to the next level, you've got to go get a seminary degree in apologetics. You've got to go get the credentials. And I think that's one of the things, at least the way God's been doing it here in Portland is he's been keeping all the people in our ministry very tied to go out and get it done. Mm. Go out and connect with people, go to you know homeschool co-ops and go to youth groups and go to private school chapels and Bible classes, host a Pizzagetics events where you're just hanging out and talking about Jesus and the Bible and you know make sure that you are six feet away looking a kid in the eyes trying to help them answer the question and equip them to think biblically. And I think that's one of the reasons we've had the results and the success that we've had is that, you know, we're never far away from the foxhole. Mm. All the time we're out there doing the ministry, not just talking about the ministry or thinking about the ministry, but doing the ministry. So what are some exciting things that you see coming down the pipe with being able to take kids on, you know, kind of trips that you want on in Worldview Academy or other things that are going on? This is one of the things that really attracted me to the Ambassadors Forum to begin with. And we've had conversations about this, how we're a little different from other (laughs) apologetics ministries. Yeah. Whereas a lot of apologetic ministries, they do focus a lot on the answers. They focus a lot on just sort of informing people. And that's great. That Mm -hmm. needs to happen. Mm -hmm. They might focus on the debates. They might focus, you know, lectures. And those are all great. They all have their place. And we do that stuff too. Yeah. But we also have a really strong focus on uh, making disciples and just equipping people 
not just with information, but with a mindset and yeah. with a process Method. to develop yeah. themselves and to get out there themselves. And that's the thing that really attracted me as we've been discussing. You know, it's that piece where we're getting out into the battlefield yeah. that I realized was missing. And that's something that, that the Ambassadors Forum does really intentionally. Some of the things that are coming down the pike for us is we are starting to develop kind of a training process. So just like how Worldview Academy goes out and shares on campus, we want to be able to do the same kind of things. Mm. And we want to be able to train people to come and do that with us and uh, be somewhat ready to engage whenever there is an opportunity just as they're going about their daily lives. So we're starting to develop that training process now. And also, we've got a couple of uh, big conferences that we're going to be involved with, uh, specifically with uh, a ministry called Mission Connection. It's all about missions. It's all yeah. about getting outside the four walls of the church, reaching people where they're at. That's just an important part of apologetics, or rather apologetics really is most valuable when it's a part of an evangelistic process. First Peter 3 15, you know, if apologetics is giving an answer for the hope that's in you, well, you, you have to have shared the hope that's in you. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah that's right. if, you, if you haven't shared the gospel, you haven't shared the hope, then nobody's going to ask the question, well, why do you believe that? How yeah. can you believe that? And then that's where apologetics comes in and then hopefully comes back around to the gospel at the end as well. Yeah, so, I've, I've heard it explained. <clears throat> I don't know if it's a perfect analogy, but I've heard somebody say that evangelism without apologetics is like a house without a foundation mm. but apologetics without evangelism is like a path without a destination yeah it's supposed to be you know working together working in tandem you know kind of part of a spectrum if you answer everybody's hard questions and they go to hell <laughs> you're like yeah. okay well great you know you're going to be a lot more knowledgeable in hell you sure know, but on the other hand, if you try to evangelize somebody, just like I did, mm -hmm. right, with my uncle, and I said, hey, you know, here's the great message of the gospel of Jesus Christ and hope of salvation. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, literally years. That took me out for years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, with just a little bit of apologetics training and equipping, you know, I could have avoided that. Just to finish that. Uh, story for the audience. Years and years later, I finally went back to him and said, hey, in Romans, um, about how God has written his law on people's hearts. And so even the Gentiles, it's like they're a law unto themselves because God has written it on their heart. So even if they don't have the Bible, they still have a communication of the message and the truth of God written in their hearts yeah. through their consciences and revealed in creation. I finally had a decent answer. Yeah. And his response was, huh, that's pretty good. And then he shot back with another tough question. Yeah. And I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> like there was like a seven year lag, a seven year time constant, you know, between his hard questions. And if I was more equipped, I could just be like, hey, what's your hard question? Okay, you know, let's address that together. What's your next hard question? Okay, let's address that together. What's your next hard question? And we might have covered like 80 years of apologetics <laughs> in sure. an afternoon because I was equipped. That story has stuck with me my whole life 
because I'm like, you know what? I want to be prepared. I want to be equipped. And I think that's the heart of many young people. I know it is with my kids. I'm like, you know, what do you guys want to do in life? And they're like, Abba, I want to make a difference. Like, yeah. I don't want to just be like, hey, here I am, 80 years old. Eh, I did some stuff and, you know, watched some movies, got all the Marvel <laughs> you know, movies down or whatever. And then I died. They're like, no, like, I want to be an ambassador. You know, that's why I love our name, uh, the Ambassadors Forum, mm-hmm. out of Second Corinthians chapter 5. And really, I think that's the heart of a lot of the young people today. They're like, I want to partner in the ministry of God reconciling the word to himself. Like, what's, what's that called? And it's like, yeah. uh, 2 Corinthians 5 <laughs> says exactly that quote, and it calls you an ambassador. Yeah. And so people are like, cool, then that's what I want to be. How do I get trained up? Like you said, we're going to start a certification program about attending events and reading Bible things and, and getting qualified and, and certified and equipped so that you can go out there with confidence and say, I'm ready. I'm ready, God. Here I am. Send me. Yes. So, super cool. Well, like I said before, I am super happy that you are with us and looking forward to all the ministry events that are coming down. And um, when you look over the, you know, we talked a little bit about the last year and kind of how God brought you to this point. As you look ahead to the next year or the next couple of years, you know, what's the most exciting for you? The most exciting for me is just the idea of uh, being able to bring people along in this process of of sharing Christ and just getting to see some people who have gone from never having done this before, believe in Christ, believes in Christianity. Maybe they've been lifelong Christians, but they've never really shared their faith with anybody unless it was just a totally safe situation. Yeah to getting excited because they actually had this conversation with somebody on the bus, their waiter or waitress at a restaurant or yeah. whoever it was. Yeah. They actually had this this really good conversation with that person and maybe they get to follow up with them later. Maybe they don't, but they definitely planted a seed. Yeah. And there is just something so exciting about that. Once you finally have that very first (laughs) great conversation with somebody, it's like, I don't even care however many awkward conversations (laughs) I have to have to get to the next one of those. Because that is just all the motivation in the world to want to share your faith more when you can see it actually is landing in some fertile ground. I can't wait to see people experiencing that. Amen. That transformation that you're describing, I mean, to me, that's what the Christian life is all about. I tell people, you know, live out in the country and we, you know, ride dirt bikes and do crazy stuff. And people come over and they're like, what? I I thought Christians were like dull and boring and you guys just sat around like discussing theology and and not sinning and like, you know, whatever, never laughing. And (laughs) and I'm like, what? What planet are you on? And it's like, (laughs) In my opinion, the Christian life truly lived according to the way the Bible describes it is the most fun, the most exciting, the most adventuresome life you can live. You mm-hmm. know, is it always easy and free of trials and no. But it's so exciting and it's so amazing because you are literally working out God's plan for the world and you're part of it. Amen. So 
Awesome. Well, hey, Brian, thank you for being on the radio show, and I look forward to continuing to work together with you. Yeah, thank you so much. Now, how about you? Do you think the ideal Christian life is just living alone in a monastery on a mountain somewhere, protected from all the worldliness and messiness of today's culture? The Bible calls us to a life of ministry, a life of engagement, a life of adventure and victory and failures and celebration and tears, an abundant life. I want to encourage you today to get in the game. Try to answer some hard questions from the people in your life. Try to answer your own hard questions. The Ambassadors Forum is here to help. You can visit our website at theambassadorsforum.com to check out some of our helpful resources and upcoming events. I pray that God will raise you up in your own faith and send you out to share that faith with others in the grace and truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Until next time, I'm Roy Swart. May the Lord bless you and keep you.